This is the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. Join Paul as he chats with today's green industry experts and leaders about how to build a successful business and live a purposeful life. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? We got Sean Collins Group going to be joining us today from the uh, Premier, Premier Outdoor Living. He's been making his rounds. He DM me. You're on Brian's Lawn Maintenance Show. You're on Julio Tomei's show this morning. We interviewed this morning. You're on the How to Hardscape podcast. You're like, do you have like yeah. a, a media staff that lines these up? Man, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> this is uh, this is our kind of winter break, so it, it kind of worked out lining some up and did the How to Hardscape one uh, first, and then uh, I met Brian, and he told me about a couple other ones, and I, I just love doing these uh, these interviews and just kind of worked out that we're doing quite a few at the same time here yeah well this is breaking news but you're on the number one leading podcast right now i just got off the phone with julio we're sharing our numbers for our downloads for the month yeah i just inched by him he had me for four and a half years he was he was <laughs> he was leading the download race and uh so i just inched past him but brian's lawn maintenance man he's launching in two weeks and he's going to come storming that once he comes out of the gate so i i got a head start but i gotta start running faster <laughs> if you know what i mean <laughs> Yep, it's uh man i say i feel like with podcasts that uh, i'm starting to do the youtube stuff yeah. it is it's so much work and you know i feel like uh you know it takes so long to kind of gain momentum with it because it's hard to get people to watch a five minute video let alone listen to a half hour podcast or or even longer so it's yeah. amazing the the kind of fan base you've, you've been able to build around this because it is not easy these days getting anybody's attention. Right. Well, hey, I want to take a quick moment and thank today's show sponsors. Uh, thanks to the actually your buddy Mike Plett's How to Hardscape podcast. He hopped on board as a sponsor. So check out his show. It's How to Hardscape podcast. And uh, Sean was just on there. Uh, Jobber, uh, that's the CRM we use. You guys can uh, try Jobber for 14 days for free. That link is in today's show's notes. And thanks to Caleb Allman. He's a fellow Hardscaper, I don't know if you know him, out of Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. But uh, Caleb has his um, videos on how to install retaining walls and how to install uh, patio pavers. So you guys can get that. It's only $99. That's a good deal, isn't it? $99 for a comprehensive teaching on how to install pavers. It's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you can go out and sell some jobs, that's, a, that's an easy investment right there. Yeah. So we're talking with Sean from Premier, Premier Outdoor. Now, I listened to the How to Hardscape podcast this morning, so I'm familiar with your story, but basically for everyone listening who's never heard of Sean, and I'm going to have you share the story in your words, but you started out yeah. kind of lawn care landscaping. You helped a buddy do a job, uh, and you're like, wow, I think this is my niche. You went all in, and now your minimum jobs are 30000 and you're crushing it. Is that a fair summary, sir? That's that's pretty much it. Um, it. You know, sometimes it feels like we're crushing it. Sometimes it feels like it's crushing me. But yeah, the the rest of that is is pretty spot on. Now let me ask you. But we'll get into the whole hardscaping and uh, pick your brain about that. Social media. Uh, I'm looking at mm -hmm. your thing here. Thirty thirty six thousand followers on Instagram. You're only following one thousand. Those are good ratios. Are you? Are is that legit? Or did you buy followers? Or you built legit built that audience? Or what? So we've been building that. For the uh, last couple of years, I kind of jumped on to Instagram and Facebook right from the beginning uh, a few years ago and it took a while to kind of get the ball rolling and gain momentum. And uh, I guess about a year, a little over a year ago, we hit 10,000 followers. 
And um, just been putting a little bit of money into some sponsored ads, boosting the ads, uh, you know, the well-performing posts. And that seems to work pretty well. But uh, it seems like after we hit that 10,000, it kind of like, you know, was kind of like a, a snowball and, and really kind of grew a lot last year. So um, besides the sponsored ads, that's, that's kind of uh, so this, organic. This is, this is organic part. and real. 36,000 followers. That's yeah, that's strong, yep. Sean. Guys, check him out on Instagram. Is is are these all your projects, or you you post uh, projects from other folks, or what? Yeah, it's hundred percent our work. Um, there's probably maybe four or five pictures, you know. But I I shout out, you know, I was doing Follow Friday to kind of get the word out yeah, about yeah, yeah. other people and friends with. But yeah, everything on there is our work, and um, yeah, it's kind of. That's kind of how we built the whole business was through social media. And it was really as a young guy, like the only uh, advantage I had kind of jumping into this business over some of the more well-established guys in my, in my uh, area. Yeah. Well, I'm looking here at Valley Forge Casino Resort. You got a picture of a, like a pathway thing you did 3000 likes. I mean, it's a beautiful picture. You guys got his Primor outdoor shirt on. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That was a, uh, that was a cool one. That was for, uh, we did the Techo Block Showcase Project this year. So we worked with Techo Block and they came uh, down from Canada or wherever and brought their film crew. And um, we we built a whole project with them. And now they go and travel around the uh, U.S. and Canada doing uh, presentations about it, kind of teaching people little little tricks to improve your business and everything. So that was that was a, a huge thing for us this year. It was really cool to be a part of. And, um, you know, that definitely helps get the word out about, you know, social media and, and all that kind of stuff, which has been cool. Yeah, man, I'm looking at some of these decks you built. There's a deck here with a TV. You said, who you got, the birds or the Vikings today? <laughs> you know that project? Yep. Uh, now, tell yeah, me about yep. this. How, how does it, how, how do you keep, because I've seen these all the time. How do you keep the rain, the moisture from affecting that TV? Like, how do you protect all that in there? So I believe that one is uh, it's underneath a – is that the one with the, the multicolored wall behind yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Gorgeous, yeah. Sean. Gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that one, it's got a waterproof cover over top of the pergola. Um, uh, it's like a tinted polycarbonate roof system that keeps it waterproof. So that one's actually just a regular TV. Um, and I kind of tell my clients, if, if it's under a roof, you might be better off – just getting a regular TV. You'll probably have to replace it every two years, but, um, you know, take it down in the winter, but they, they work pretty good as long as they're covered. And then we've done some that are totally open and for about 1500 to 2000 bucks, you can get a nice outdoor TV mm-hmm. comes in a case that's weatherproof and, uh, you just hang it out there and you're good to go. Wow. Yeah. This is go- absolute gorgeous work. I'm absolutely loving your Instagram. Make sure you guys follow him. I'm sure you already do. You got 35,000 followers, but that's that's beautiful, Sean. So tell us a little I appreciate it. Man, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm going through all this. So tell us a little bit I I heard your story on the how to hardscape, Sean, but what was that yeah. light bulb experience when you were like I'm going to ditch the lawn care landscaping and go all in on hardscaping? Yeah. So that was like I, you know, like you heard on that other interview, we, we just kind of got the opportunity to work on this really cool project with a, a designer and it was a deck and a patio and, and all the landscaping around it and stuff. And I kind of just talked my way into that project by saying, yeah, we've done some stuff like this before, uh, which I really hadn't, but 
it ended up working out. And just by doing that project, it was really cool, really creative, unique. And it kind of like had the light bulb moment where, you know, these clients are out there that are looking for this unique experience and they're willing to pay more for it. And, um, you know, after that, it just, it just like sparked a, a passion in me. And I decided right after that to get rid of the lawn maintenance clients that I had and just kind of dive totally into How the many lawn maintenance side. accounts did you have at, at, before you made the transition? At that point, I had about 40 to 45. Um, some of them were biweekly. So I was doing about like 30 or 32 lawns a week. Um, so it was, it was nothing big at all, but one of the things I realized also was, you know, to really be successful on the lawn care and any of the maintenance stuff, you really have to have really efficient systems in place and be really organized. And that's never been one of my, (laughs) one of my strong suits. So the more clients I started to get, the more I realized that this just wasn't going to be a good business for me because um, all of my disorganized ways were starting to kind of show their head more and more with each new client that I got. So um, I knew something had to change and luckily we did that project and it just kind of sparked this passion in me and then we just went all in. That's so awesome. So how many projects do you think you'll, you'll book out for 2020 then? I think this year we, we get a little bit more efficient each year and um, you know, we're not trying to grow beyond one crew because you know, I just want to do those unique projects. So we'll, we'll probably do between 15 and 18 this year. Wow. So you're going from 42 yards in a week or 30 yards in a week yeah. to half of that for the whole year, you know, 15 or yeah. so yards for the whole year. That's, that's quite a story. Well, guys, we're going to take a moment and hear from our sponsors. And uh, coming up, I want to learn some more uh, from Sean. You're from New Jersey, right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Right outside of well, Philly. Cool. Well, looking forward to hearing more of your story coming right up. Are you interested in becoming a professional hardscaper? The How to Install Pavers 2.0 Comprehensive Guide will teach you everything you need to know, from site logistics to final paver install. Caleb Allman and his team focus on the installation knowledge of excavation, base installation, compaction, and more, all to accepted guidelines. Allman Landscape has over 20 years of industry experience, and they reveal their best tips and secrets with over two hours of paver installation content. This video and their How to Install Retaining Wall Comprehensive Guide is available at howtoinstallpavers.net. That's howtoinstallpavers.net. Hey guys, Paul here, and I want to tell you about how using the CRM Jobber has increased efficiency and organization in our business. I remember those days of chasing the checks, the old checks in the mail. <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, and wasting time trying to collect those payments from our customers. Well, now that we use Jobber, we have our customers' cards on file, and we get paid faster, a lot faster. Like immediately after the job's done, we charge the card, or in some cases, we charge it the first of each month. Now this helps cash flow and it reduces a ton of stress. Jobber's offering a free trial. If you just want to try it out and see if it's a right fit for your business, we're going to leave that link in today's show's notes. Click on the link and just navigate Jobber and uh, check it out if it's the CRM for your company.
What's happening, everyone? This is Mike from How to Hardscape to say that we are proud to be sponsoring the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. I am the host of the How to Hardscape Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you the most valuable content in the world of hardscaping, as we interview industry leaders and experts to talk on a wide variety of subjects that will help expand and master the services you offer to improve your business. You can learn more at howtohardscape.com and find the resources that we have created created there, including our budget and estimate spreadsheet that will help you know your numbers better and to ensure you are covering your expenses with every estimate sent out. Once again, that is howtohardscape.com. All right, we're back with Sean from Premier Outdoor. He uh, is a hardscaper and uh, made the jump from doing, you know, weekly, bi-weekly lawn care into these very specialized projects, beautiful decks, beautiful backyards. I'm loving your Instagram. So what was that transitional, how long did that take? A year? You, you, you ended in the fall, winter, started the spring with the projects. How did that all go down, that transitional uh, year? So, so it was, uh, we finished up that initial project that we worked with a designer, um, I think about end of August. And what right year was after this, that, Sean? What year was this? This was 2014. Okay. So um, we were just a landscape uh, landscape maintenance company at that point. Got finished that one project, and uh, immediately after that, decided to get rid of all of our loan clients. That was in September. Let, uh, let, was let, really let, one second, Sean. Let me ask you this: <laughs> yeah. how, how did the, you're so you're mowing grass? How in the world did you take on a backyard? Like, how did was it an existing customer, and they said, "Hey, do you do backyards?" Or how did that go? How did you get that job in the first place? I'm curious. So I did a couple like landscape things for this designer, um, plant installations and just different little stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I kind of told him, yeah, you know, we, we know how to do decks and carpentry and pavers and everything. Uh-huh. And you I, never had I really job. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Oh. I really didn't have any experience. Um, but you know, I just, I kind of, had a little bit of a knack for the creativity part of it. And, uh, you know, just through YouTube and, and Google, I was able to learn pretty much everything. And it, it all took a lot longer initially while I was learning. But um, after that first project was over, uh, I just, I knew that I wanted to jump into that. So I got rid of all my lawn clients uh, immediately after that in September. And, you know, really didn't have any work lined up. So luckily we sold another deck um, and, you know, just took took about six weeks to complete it. And, you know, we weren't really in a rush because we didn't have too much other work. And uh, then January 1st started the new business, which was Premier Outdoor Living and um, just went 100% into the design. What was the price points on those first two jobs? The <laughs> So the, the first one was actually really good because, I was working with the designer. He was kind of running the job and we were just there to like do the labor for him. So Mm -hmm. we had a a rate of $40 per person that was there and they were just going to get billed weekly. Mm -hmm. Um, So that one we we made out really well on, but after that, um, you know, it, the customer wasn't super happy at the end with the designer because they didn't really give them an expectation of how long it's going to take or anything like that. So, um, so it it kind of it it was a great project, but there was a lot of things that I would have done differently if I had been running the job. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the things that you know I thought I I could do this, um, and and do some things a little bit better. So we um 
we kind of went right into that next project, which was a deck. And I kind of told myself that I knew it was going to be a lot of sacrifices in the beginning. I didn't have a lot of experience, had no reputation, didn't have any of that. So um, we luckily found a client that was willing to let us get really creative with it. Were you honest with them that this is your second job or they thought you were, you know, seasoned veterans? They knew that I was new at it. Um, I don't think they knew that it was, it was my second deck that I built. Yeah, but you're, you're out there on YouTube. I think we're gonna. <laughs> I think we do this. Yep. This was before Kelly Ballman's videos, guys. That yeah. was pretty much exactly how it how it happened. And um, you know that job was about thirteen thousand dollars. It took me about six weeks, and the just the materials alone were about sixty five hundred dollars. So I also had somebody Yikes. working with me on that. Yikes. So. Um, my oh. helper that was making 15 bucks an hour probably made like about three times as much as I did. But, oh, man. um, you know, I kind of looked at it like I didn't have any other jobs lined up and this was one that I knew was going to get really good pictures leading into the next year. So, yeah. um, I kind of just convinced myself not even to think about the money at that point. And my overhead was right. very low. I was able to kind of take those chances, um, early, which was nice. Um, so then going into the next year, I kind of told myself the same thing that I was going to look for the clients that let us get creative, that were looking for that kind of special, unique project. Yeah. And, um, I wasn't going to be able to charge top dollar yet because I didn't have a reputation. I was still learning a lot. So, um, I did the same thing again. I told myself I wasn't really going to think about the money or the profits yet, make enough to get by, but, um, really just focus on building a portfolio and building the brand. And, you know, after a year or so that it kind of took care of itself and we were, had kind of dominated this little niche market in our area. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great story, Sean. I, you know, I've done some of the $15,000 plant, you know, installation remodels with the landscaping side early on that took, you know, we went, we got, we did not do good financially on them. Uh, you know, but the way my mentality kind of was like, you know what, this is like education. Like you got to pay tens of thousands of dollars to go to college. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't really make good money on this job. At least I learned what not to do. I learned how to do jobs and this price point. And you you know, years later when everything gets fine tuned, you can kind of look back and be like, it it, it all worked out in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now you guys have a 30,000 I want to, I want to have you share a little bit about your vetting process. Cause that's something that's so hard. I'm sure if you're only doing 20 jobs a year, you don't, you know, you gotta be extremely yeah. uh, accurate in choosing the right customer. So tell us a little bit yeah. about how you vet that 30,000 minimum. Tell us that whole, what's your mentality going into 2020, how you're going to, how you're going to vet the best customers. Yeah. That's always kind of a work in progress, how to um, vet, you know, and pre-qualify our clients. But, What's working now is really a combination of our marketing that we do through social media. That's really where like 95% of our leads are coming through Instagram or Facebook. And, um, you know, just by, we only do these unique projects with the only kind of stuff that we're posting. So that kind of weeds out people that are looking for really basic stuff. Um, you know, most of the time it does. And then, you know, if they like that stuff and they've been following along, they kind of get a sense of what we do. They might go over to the website and then, you know, before they fill out a form, it says really open on our, on our pricing that our project started around 30,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to be a $500 design fee if uh, you want to get a design and a price from us. So those kind of things combined work pretty well. 
then if somebody emails me, I will, you know, give them a call and further that conversation over the phone, make sure it's within, you know, the scope of project that we like to do, make sure they have a somewhat realistic budget and 30,000 just seemed like a good number. Um, didn't scare away, you know, really good clients that might even be willing to spend 50, but, um, you know, it, it got rid of the tire kickers that are looking to spend, you know, six or 8,000 and they have these huge expectations. So, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's always a work in progress, but it's, it's gotten a lot better to pre-qualify those leads. So you're, you're, you're looking to do about 30,000 to 50,000 per, per deck patio backyard project. That's kind of your wheelhouse right now. That's definitely like our ideal spot is like 40 to 70. Um, and our average this year so far, we've got, uh, nine projects booked and, wow. uh, the average is right around 50,000. Um, so it, it steadily kind of goes up a little bit each year. Um, we're able to kind of get a little bit more profitable on the job because of our reputation, but also we're incorporating, you know, more elements each year. And, um, so we're just looking for the clients that really let us get creative because that's the part I love about it. I always want to do something new and and uh, just build something fun and unique. So that's uh, it's, it's taken a while, but we're kind of at the point where, at least in our local market, we've developed that reputation where people are coming to us for, for that unique stuff. Now the Instagram and the Facebook, are you running ads just in your kind of neighborhoods there through Instagram or how, how are you targeting, how are these people, you know, only calling you from the neighborhoods you're wanting to work in in New Jersey? So uh, Facebook that we used to run uh, targeted ads on Facebook. Those worked really well. Um, we've got enough of kind of a following on Facebook locally that um, the leads are still kind of coming in. And those are usually the best ones. Ones that have been following us for a long time. They know that they love our work. Um, and, you know, by following, they kind of know what the pricing's like. So once they finally, they call after they've been following for a year or two, it's usually a uh, sold job right away. Um, so that's really good. So we're getting a lot of leads through that. Um, and then on Instagram, uh, we're not doing local targeted ads on there. I'm doing some sponsored posts um, because I started a YouTube channel last mm -hmm. year that uh, has been a lot of fun, it's been a lot of work. But, um, you know, that's kind of the, the basis for the Instagram advertising is kind of try to grow that, that YouTube following and kind of see what that leads to. Mm -hmm. But um, at this point, locally, we're getting enough organic uh, leads coming in. So we're not advertising locally right now. Okay. So t take us behind the scenes. Um, you, you said you wanted to stick to one crew. You know, do you have a foreman and a couple laborers and yourself? Or like, what's what's the crew? What's in the office when someone calls? Are you the one answering the phone? Like, what's how's your operations logistics? Yeah. So the logistics are pretty basic. I mean, it's really stripped down, very simple. Uh, all the calls go directly to my cell phone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, emails are going straight to me. I'm dealing with all the incoming leads and all the sales, all the designs. I'm on site every day. I'm doing, you know, the YouTube video, shooting the video during the day, editing it at night. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot. I'm wearing a lot of hats right now um, in the in the company. But by staying small, it's, it's somewhat manageable. Um, but, you know, it's, 
it's definitely a lot. So I lean on our three, you know, my three employees to kind of uh, keep the progress of the projects going because I'm focused on making videos and doing sales and doing designs for potential clients. So um, I've got a really good crew of three guys that um, kind of keeps everything moving. And I'm still on site every day, but uh, I'm a little bit, a little bit more hands off so I can take care of some of the. Are these guys, um, do, you, do you pay them year round or how do you keep them through the winter months up there in New Jersey? Yeah. So we're, uh, we typically have off for about six to eight weeks in the winter. Um, and in the, in the past, they've just gone on unemployment. Um, but starting as soon as we get back to work, which will be like first week of March this year, uh, I'm going to put everybody on salary. So it's just been worked into our, our overhead for the year that um, the guys will be able to collect a paycheck all winter, whether we're off four weeks or six weeks or 10 weeks, um, they'll get paid all winter. And, you know, I think that's important to keep good guys around because uh, in this industry, I'm sure in this how, guys will how, tell if, you if that. If these three guys are good, how are you, how, what's your, how are you keeping them around? So uh, I pay them really well. Uh, they get paid for, like, they're still hourly now. Next year they'll be on salary. But, um, you know, even though they were hourly this year, any rain days or anything like that, you know, we get done early. They're getting paid a full 40 hours a week. We don't work weekends. Um, it's kind of just a fun environment. Um, you know, I'm pretty easygoing. We build cool projects. And, and they get paid well. So just creating that environment that, you know, I look at and, and I think if I was an employee, I'd be happy working here. That's, that's kind of the goal and how I plan to keep the guys that we have and, and possibly recruit some, some new talent in the future. Man, that's really cool, Sean. I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Let me let me pick your brain for some Instagram, man, because I'm on TikTok. Yeah. Do you do TikTok? I just started TikTok All and right. I, I, I think I'm too old or something. I can't quite figure it out yet, but... Uh, Okay. Um, well, I listen, let's, let's do this. I'll help you with TikTok. You help me with Instagram. I, I got 53,000 followers on TikTok that the TikTok algorithm, um, yeah. is it's all about watch time. Same, same as YouTube, same as, you know, basically any videos is it's 15 yeah. second videos. You know what I mean? So when I'm, yeah. when I'm crafting my video, I'm thinking, how do I get this person to watch the whole 15 seconds? So I try to create, yep. you know, I try to create it before I ever hit record, I'm thinking, how can I capture their attention so that they keep watching, they keep watching. And then, the, then it ends. Cause that's going to tell the algorithm that it, the way they do their, their analytics and statistics is they just, they send it out to like, let's say a hundred people. And then they, they collect the data of how much watch time you got. And so anyway, I've yep. made some videos, you know, personally made like with my thumb, because B and B lawn care, he 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 like copies other people's things and shares it. Whatever. Me and him are in a big competition, but I'm or yeah. I'm original. Like I'm making, yeah. I'm the character in the film. I'm using my thumb. I'm the whole night. So I've had some videos like 4.9 million, 2.1 million. Like I'm I've been making these viral videos on TikTok, but that's the deal. Like you you got to think of it when someone clicks to watch this, are they gonna watch the whole? 15 second video and then obviously kidding you know picking trendy songs that are other people are doing and like trendy kind of things other people are doing so anyway that's yeah. my tiktok but my in my my instagram game is not that strong so how how what's some instagram like give us some tips man what how we should be posting when we should be posting all that help us out sean i think the biggest thing that i've found and it's 
definitely evolved over the last couple of years. You know, it used to be, I think, more on consistency. So I was make sure I posted every day. Um, but now I think it's the stuff that I find performs the best. It really is all about how good the content is. So I don't, you know, if I don't have something good to put out, I just won't post anything. So mm. I'll still recycle old pictures that, you know, um, a project we did last year or something. It's, we don't have anything to put on, but it's really, you know, just like I used to try to trick the algorithm, figure out what it's looking for. And uh, in the end, it's really kind of like you said, it's the algorithm's just geared to figure out what people want to see. So mm-hmm. if you just focus on making stuff that people want to see, the algorithm will take care of itself. So um, once I kind of stopped trying to kind of trick the algorithm by doing, you know, different little stuff um, and just started focusing on the content, it works a lot better. So, and the, the type of work we do kind of lends itself to Instagram really well because it's, you know, the drone pictures and the time lapses work really well on there. Yeah. So um, it's different for every industry, but really just kind of finding your niche and finding something cool and something that you could kind of help people with is my experience of what has uh, led to the best growth. Awesome. Well, excellent. Uh, Premier Outdoor, 36,000 followers on Instagram. I'm sure you have much more as people listen to this down the road. That profile picture is strong. Did you have that? Who took that? Is that an ocean or something behind you? What's that? That's, like, actually, the, that's actually the back of my house. Um, Shut up. Painted it that blue color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that um, you're at the ocean with, no, oh, that's your house, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, I needed something uh, kind of professional for, you know, I was using like little cropped pictures from my Facebook for uh, like LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. So I hired a friend of mine and I was like, you know what? I, I need like an actual headshot. So yeah. they, uh, she did an awesome job. They turned out really cool and they make me look way cooler than I actually am. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, she did excellent. <laughs> excellent. I, I noticed that I actually just had my headshots done and I was, yours is one of them that stood out. Cause when you're on Instagram stories, or on social media, you see everyone's, you know, little circle with their head in it. And mm-hmm. yours always kind of stuck out. So, um, excellent job on that right there. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I'm going to take some of the TikTok tips and, uh, try well, to get above the, my, uh, my 26 followers that I have. Oh right <laughs> man. Well, you know, my, one of my first videos, I, I figured this out the, the, it was it was actually an accident is what I'm trying to say. I was at the doctor, Sean, and uh, there's a really pretty nurse that, that worked there. So I'm laying in the hospital or the, the bed thing at the doctor's, and uh, there's a button that says call for nurse. So I so I, I, hit, I hit the button that says call for nurse, and then I put text on my on my TikTok. I said, here comes the hot nurse. And then, she, and then she's walking, and as she's opening the curtain, the 15 seconds really ended. And so yeah. everyone watched like, oh man, I want to see the hot nurse. And then the video ends with like the curtain slowly <laughs> opening, but you never see her. And what's actually funny is there's like this Asian guy. There's a really extremely attractive woman that worked there. And then there was this Asian dude and the, the curtain, was, the, the, the guy actually came, the, the Asian guy. So I'm like, oh, I'm glad they didn't see him because they were expecting the woman. But that must have yeah. told the algorithm like, uh, you know, everyone watched to the very end because, you know, all these 13-year-old kids are on TikTok or whatever, like, oh, hot nurse, you know, they want to watch. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, that the, you know, got 2 million views, like, over, I mean, within, a, you know, a day it had, you know, over a million, yeah. 
which is the actual term of because everyone says, "Oh, I went viral." Well, no, you didn't. You have to have 24 hours. You have to have a million views in 24 hours to be viable. Anyway, I had like 10,000 TikTok followers literally overnight, and so I'm like, yeah. "I don't even know what this is," and I have 10,000 followers. <laughs> what the crap? And then I make another one, 4.9 million, and now like I'm like, man. I'm loving it, but it, it's addicting because I'll watch it. I'll, get, I'll like hop on there, and the next thing you know, it's like an hour went by. And I'm like, what, what did I just do with my life? <laughs> I love going on there and watching the videos. I just They're funny, man. They're how... funny. Some of them yeah. are hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. You can spend, and I do sometimes, me and my <laughs> wife will sit there and scroll through and watch it for like an hour. Oh. And it's just, it's hilarious. Like those stuff people come up with on there i'll i'll sit on my back porch i'll be laughing so hard my neighbor's like what in the world's going on over there i'm like oh, i'm just watching tiktok man and he's like what's tiktok i was like don't worry about it man i'm sitting there by myself yep. watching it laughing so it's funny well sean how i really appreciate your time and i gotta hop on another show here but what how can people follow yeah. you how can people follow you my man yeah so uh instagram at premier outdoor and what i'd really appreciate is checking out our youtube we've been putting a lot of work into it and you know, you can learn how to uh, do everything that we do and build a business on there just by watching our videos. And that's at uh, Premier Outdoor Living LLC. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hit me up if you have any questions. Uh, get back to everybody. And, um, you know, hopefully I can help you build your business in some way. Awesome. Or do you ever go to the GIE Expo in October in Kentucky? Or I haven't been there yet. Last year, the Deck Expo was in the same convention center uh, like three weeks later, so I couldn't swing oh, two trips to Louisville, yeah. but yeah. I'm I'm definitely trying to go this year because um, it looks, you know, after I couldn't make it last year, seeing everybody's stories, and it just looks so cool. Yeah, well, so hopefully, hopefully you can make it out there. and we can connect. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, for sure. All, All right, well, have, thanks, have uh, a great season, man. Get out there and crush it, yeah. man. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks All for being right. on the show. You. See you. Bye. Awesome interview there with Sean, man. What a cool guy. What a what a good career he's got going there. You know, $30,000 minimum, you know, $50,000 jobs. And uh, you guys can listen to Mike Plett's uh, How to Hardscape podcast. He answered a lot more questions for Mike about how he does his pricing for his jobs and how he collects his deposits and the um, payments throughout the job and all of that. Uh, he went into a lot of details there. So uh, I want to plug Mike Plett's. Uh, how to hardscape podcast to get more from Sean. It was a uh, gold. I actually listened to that episode uh, this morning and I didn't want to just have my episode be the same as Mike. So I kind of took it a different direction as uh, I can do with TikTok and all that. <laughs> and Marty's not here. He went to get Chipotle and he still hasn't come back. We kind of did uh, Sean spontaneous. He wasn't on the hard schedule, um, but uh, I wanted to make sure I got him on the show before March because I knew he was going to get busy with those jobs. And, uh, you know, so anyway, we squeezed him in and, uh, Marty went to get Chipotle and he's not bringing me anything though. Cause I had lunch earlier. I had a two burgers and uh spinach. So trying to eat clean for my future wife, <laughs> which I'm asking her out soon guys. Like, like real soon, like it's real soon. Um, so lots of you guys have been encouraging me to make sure I'm on that. And I am, I'm going to pursue her awesome, you know, just in a, in a really awesome way. So anyway, that's another story for another day. Thanks to Almond Landscapes uh, LLC for um, sponsoring today's show. Caleb has uh, all the training you need to be a professional hardscaper at howtoinstallpavers.net. And uh, definitely check him out if you're listening to Sean and you're like, wait a minute. 
Maybe, maybe you know, for some people, lawn care is the way to go. For people like Sean, where you're not dialed in and organized like that to do high volume, you know, high efficiency lawn maintenance, maybe it's better to go the route of hardscaping. Let Caleb teach you how to install pavers.net. A free resource on how to hardscape is Mike's podcast, How to Hardscape Podcast. And Jobber is the CRM that we use in our company, of course. Um, you guys can try them for free for 14 days. Make sure you use our link in today's show's notes. So, Mr. Producer, he gets a little kickback. Um, the show gets kickback every time you sign up for Jobber. So, that is uh, appreciated. Uh, let's see here. I'm 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 probably leaving out Ring. Yeah, Ring Lawn Care. Without Marty here, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm the disorganized, scattered brain. Uh, so I I relate to Sean. I'm organized and diligent with you know things like money. And things like that with like spreadsheets. But when I get in the studio, I uh, my mind wanders. <laughs> That's why I need Mr. Producer to uh, to keep me uh, on track. So uh, I think we covered them all. Almond Landscape, How to Hardscape, Jobber. Uh, yeah, Gulf Coast Bookkeeping. You can check them out at uh, if you're looking for a bookkeeper and uh, Ring Lawn Care. So thanks for sponsoring today's show. Thanks again to, for Sean taking the time. Uh, to join us. Really cool episode there. Got another episode coming up uh, this evening. We're going to be back in the studio tonight to do an interview with a fella about his story of how he created an efficient gas can. Looking forward to that. And then tomorrow we're chatting with the folks from Toro. So be looking for all those episodes coming soon. And then, of course, I'm headed to New Orleans uh, next week to Hattiesburg, Mississippi from there. And uh, we're going to get interviews with Richie Plemons. I think his wife's going too. And uh, Wally Wood and his wife, uh, Sean and Savannah Spencer, um, I haven't connected with Jason Ambrose yet, but uh, looking forward to meeting him. Going to ask him to be on the show. Maybe the guys from Kohler, uh, Scott from Acme is going to hop on the show. So we'll we'll have five or six or so episodes out there uh, that we should have for you, and uh, we'll roll those out in the next couple weeks as well. So it's getting a lot of fun, and uh, as always, guys, share and review. It's greatly appreciated. Hey guys, Paul here, and I want to tell you about how using the CRM Jobber has increased efficiency and organization. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how that happened there, folks. I was trying to play the commercial for uh, share and review, and I played the jobber one. So, Marty, if when you listen to this, you are inval- you are very valuable to the show. Oh, it's not the same without you. Let me try this again. Well, guys, we are there having we a blast creating the Green Industry Podcast. Whether we're on the road somewhere or we're back in Atlanta in the studio, we give our best effort to create the highest quality, value-packed show that we possibly can. And we certainly appreciate you taking the time to listen. Now, there are a couple ways you can support the show, and we certainly appreciate it. Number one is to leave a rating and review in iTunes. We are so thankful to everyone who's taken the time to go and drop however many stars you think the show's worth. It's a five-star system, so I Obviously, five stars is the best, but whatever you honestly uh, think the show's worth, we would appreciate that. And then drop a sentence or two, just a quick comment. This feedback helps us structure the shows in the future, and it really means a lot uh, in the iTunes world. So if you could, please drop us a rating and review, and if you've already done so, we want to say thank you. And another way you can support the show is by sharing, sharing, sharing. Word of mouth referrals, as we discussed on the show, are so powerful. And so when you take a quick moment to share the show to your Instagram story or whatever social media platform you use, it means so much to us. We appreciate everybody who does this. And if you've been blessed by the show, we want to encourage you to share, share, share. It helps us so much. So thanks for listening. We are just warming up. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, please drop a rating and review and share the show. Thank you.